This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I am your host, Daniela Monet, and this is my co-host and fiance, slash baby daddy. Slash lesser half, Andrew Gardner. Oh, that's so nice. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> He's already trying to get on my good side. Wow. This is really exciting for us. Our very first podcast. This show has been a labor of love in the making for a while now, and I think, um, you know, it took us getting pregnant to figure out how much adulting there was to come in our life. Yeah, I think that we thought we were doing a pretty good job and then uh, <laughs> we got smacked in the face. Oh my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> so we wanted to do this show for a while. We have a lot to share and we have a lot to learn and we want to, you know, embark on that journey together as a community. So Yeah, yeah I think I, the idea for me is, um, you know, I've, I feel like I've kind of been surviving for a while and I have moments of thriving, right? But what I want to do is, is help people thrive, not survive. You know, all those people that are in the position just like we are, right? That could probably do things a little bit better or learn things or whatever. I want to help bring that to the table for them. Well, let's learn and let's figure this out because we've got a lot of life left and <laughs> I want to get really good at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to give you a little background on me, um, I, I don't know how much you guys know about me, but I have been acting the majority of my life. I had a long run on Nickelodeon. I played Trina Vega on Victorious amongst many other really fun, charismatic, comedic shows and then got into hosting. Um, and I think... I have just been trying to really figure out what is my purpose. Right. Um, that's a loaded topic in itself. But I recently um, decided to take a different approach and I started investing in ethical companies. And so since then, I've sort of deemed myself an ethical entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'll <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you, take it from here. What, what's, what, what's your story? Uh, I don't have one. No. Um, okay. So a lot has changed in my life recently. I, um, well, let's say backtrack a little bit, right? We met about eight years ago, right? Since then, um, been sort of going down the standard route, like the route, you know, you think you're supposed to take, right? I've been working in the business world at a couple of different jobs at this point. First started in accounting, um, and then got into sales, whatever, which is, it, it's been great. I've learned a lot. Um, but just recently, you know, we, we talked about this for a while. I left my job. So now I'm a full-time daddy. Completely unemployed. Technically unemployed. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we're going to do the entrepreneur thing together. I've been, you know, I've had a lot of things in my mind for, for some time. Um, I'll help collab with Daniela and, and we'll blow this thing up. But full-time daddy, unemployed, trying to figure out life at this point. Yeah. And I think ultimately below all of that. 
just like you trying to find more purpose behind everything. Yeah. So I felt like prior to, I was just doing things because that's what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And to, to make it even more real for you to be the partner of someone who felt as though he needed to be in this position, um, uh, in the business world and not really thrive or be happy. Like it was so, it was hard for me for a long time. Yeah. And we've been together now for eight years, like you said, and I hated watching him kind of like go about his day and not feel that like lust for life. And yeah. I couldn't really relate because well, you also just didn't understand. I it. had no understanding. Yeah. So help me understand. Cause I <laughs> struggle with that. I I'm so much more, I guess, um, I don't know what you would call me. I'm kind of more of a free spirit ish. I've been, yeah. 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 But I mean, we've talked about this so many times at this point, you know, that's all you knew. Yeah. You started acting when you were seven yeah, or seven, right? Yeah. Around that age. Right. Right. So you've had this sort of free flow lifestyle where, you know, money's come and gone. You've had these cool projects that you've worked on. You've had a completely different experience than I had where, you know, I went the school route. I got a good job where you just move up slowly every year. And then I said, look, I got friends around me in sales that are making a lot more money and working less. Let me give that a shot. I did, did that. Right. Saw some success there. And, uh, ultimately it's just not where I wanted to be long term mm -hmm. right and you've been in my my brain for <laughs> eight years now we've we've had this talk so many times about you know me possibly leaving and working together or whatever and it's been amazing just because i'm in the position where you're able to you know i don't want to say financially but that that would be a piece of it right sure. but more so mentally and emotionally support me on my journey in life to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing and to figure out the position that I'm supposed to be in so that I'm most happy and thriving, mm -hmm. uh, which I think in turn then comes right back to you guys. And ultimately that's what I want to be. I want to be that energy that yeah. is amazing for you and that you and everyone else wants to be around. Yeah. And I think that's the piece that I've noticed even in the last couple of weeks, because this is a relatively new uh, adventure for you. I've noticed a totally different dynamic in our household. Granted, we are so sleep deprived and <laughs> so exhausted beyond what like words. I can't even explain to you, but there has been a different dynamic. Like we have this partnership that I think for even the last eight years, I don't think we had, if I'm no. being completely honest. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know that we've talked about it no. um, so no. far, but things have changed drastically yeah. for us. And I think a lot of that happened the day Gio was born. Absolutely. So, yeah. Baby G's brought a whole different dynamic. I think you, you just look at things so differently. Yeah. Right. And we work like such a tighter unit already just in five weeks. Than it's we survival. Ever did before. Oh, for sure. for <laughs> We're sure. literally leaning on each other yeah. for every little thing. When he's right. down, I'm like, oh, we got this. I got a rally for you. When I'm down, you kind of do the same for me. But going back to the day that Gio was born, I think we should use this opportunity to share a bit about his birth story. Let's get into it. So, oh, do you want to tell her? Do, it's you, a heavy do you want one. me to tell? I think they're two different stories. No, no, no. It's only because, I mean, how much of it was I like fully coherent for? Right. Let's be honest. The curbing part. Yeah. Well, okay. So I just like to touch on this piece because it is so polarizing from what um, I imagined our birth being. Yeah. Um, so I had this pregnancy that was purely magical, if I were to be honest. I, I feel like the nine months that I was pregnant or the almost 10 months felt easy for the most part, you know, yeah. a lot of body changes. I mean, obviously you're emotional and there are some highs and lows, but I enjoyed it for the most part. And I always felt so lucky. Were there any parts of it that you didn't enjoy? Um, 
Because we have people around us. Sure. Right? We have plenty of friends that have been pregnant. Yeah. And they go through, you know, months and months or, or even longer periods where it just seems unenjoyable. Oh, I know. Right? They're not even enjoying life at this point. Oh, but I know. I felt like with you, maybe you had a day here or there where you were a little off, but for the most part, it seemed like it was pretty magical. It was. I, I, I don't know what I did to deserve that. <laughs> I didn't expect it at all. I, I loved it. I, I was nervous about that because prior to being pregnant, life was a little bit more go, go, go for me. And I didn't want it to stop. And I was nervous about that. Mm. But my pregnancy really like fit right into my life. I still worked out. You know, I maintained my same chaotic life. I yeah, still was you, you able to work. Up until what, a week before? No, the maybe day. even closer to oh the day. Remember? Of. Well, let's get into it. I don't it. remember. No, okay, no. <laughs> remember? <laughs> okay, so it was a Friday. It was yep. um, September twenty seventh, and I had left working out, and That's I right. was going into a parking lot mm. to get a smoothie, and I was looking for a parking spot, and when I look to my left, hold on one sec. Yeah. And this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. You brace yourself. I look to my left and a car is just backing right into me. Um, like my driver's side door and I saw it happening. And that to me is what like probably put my body into shock is knowing that I had nowhere to go. There was a car in front of me and a car in back of me. There was nowhere I could go. And I knew that I was about to take this hit Mm -hmm. and that terrified me. And my body kind of went through some sort of shock. I started like breathing heavily. Obviously I was crying. I could barely catch my breath. And, um, that night was the night that my water broke and I wasn't due. We weren't due until October 4th. So it wasn't much before. I still think that we have a discrepancy in due date. We, we never really could figure it out after the I first I guess that's a weeks. normal thing though, because people say they're kind of, they give them like two different dates sometimes. So okay. originally the due date was October 4th. See, I always then, thought it was the 29th. I thought we were, we ended up being one day off. Yeah, well, I'm not actually sure to this day. Okay. So we may have not been that far off to begin with, but the the original date we were given was October 4th. So he was a little early um essentially. So my water broke. Um I I'm going to get real personal here, but why not? And I'm sure women can relate because this is a real thing that happens and not everyone experiences this, but I seem to experience pretty much all the symptoms. So woke up, it was about three in the morning, noticed that there was water. I thought I peed myself, didn't, (laughs) went back to bed, Mm -hmm. noticed again that there was more water. uh, And I went to go look and it was literally like a green color. Yeek. Yeah. So... I remember when I had went to the bathroom for the third time, you kind of woke up, which was shocking. Oh, I didn't get up to the third the, time? You are the deepest sleeper. No. So I said to you, word for word, go back to bed. My water broke. And I snuck into the closet and I got out my phone and I was Googling what green colored, like, filmy residue right, looked what, like what or what means. it meant yeah. there wasn't a ton on it so that's why i wanted to share this because if anyone experiences this and they lose their their mucus plug is what they call it and it's a color other than a creamy or a white or a pink or a brown to be clear right with maybe a pinkish tint which is right. okay that's what they say yeah and mine was v- visibly green and right. it was scary because i didn't know anything about that yep. so what that meant was that um Geo, our baby, had pooped 
in the womb. Doesn't seem like it's that uncommon, but it I guess it really is because it could be very dangerous. Um, so that means that he was essentially swimming in fecal and could contract infections and lung issues for breathe, from breathing that in. Right, yeah. So um, we had to act quickly. So we eventually got in touch with my midwife um, and she said that it was imperative that we basically got to the hospital. Now, did she say that? Because I know you sent her pictures the yeah. f- a first time, right? Mm-hmm. Was she worried? Did she sort of show through text messages that message, message, message? There mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> Um, that, that she was worried at that point? She said something originally, like she called it out what it is. She uh-huh. says, I think that that's meconium or something or meconium. Meconia? Yeah. No, I think it's... Meconium? Yeah. Okay. We'll Hope go with we that. should get that right. Yeah, yeah we'll Google it. Um, so she told me that it was imperative that we get to the hospital, basically, remember? Yep. And it was like all balls to the wall at that But I thought point. that was the second time. I thought you had sent her pictures the first time around. And she didn't show that she was like super concerned at that point. Yeah. And we should be concerned that she wasn't super concerned. (laughs) Turns out we should be concerned um, because she, she didn't, she basically said, we need to get you in labor ASAP. And so we took a few different measures naturally, Mm -hmm. which I will share. Mm -hmm. We went for a walk and we did a little curbing action, which meant that basically you're up and down a curb. Um, (laughs) how would you call it? It's like one leg at a time. It's like one foot on, one foot off. Correct. But like to the side. Yep. So look it up. I guess curbing is a way to induce labor. It didn't do anything for us. So we got back to the house. Nothing had happened. She said, you need to go get castor oil. Come again? Castor oil. So we went to Rite Aid, got this castor oil, which is like an extreme form of a laxative. And apparently (laughs) that puts you through contractions. No, we'll get there. I know Uh why you're laughing. Puts you through contractions. So didn't happen for me. Um, yeah. So, so, so at that point, right. She said that something should happen yeah. at least within the next two hours. So we sat at home in the nursery. Yes. Nothing happened. Nothing. I point. was on a ball. I was dancing. I was trying uh. to do everything I could to induce. And I, the only symptoms I was feeling was like minor period cramps. Right. And I thought, I thought from this, I was like, wow, this is going to be just as yeah. easy as the pregnancy. Yeah. Was. Right. Like, this is a piece of cake. Oh, my gosh. We were so wrong. <laughs> you guys, I have to just prefix all of this with I was the girl who wanted to have a completely natural birth. And you were on your way. We were on our way. We, I mean, every measure up until this point was completely natural. Um, but the plan was to do a water birth. And we had, you know, every plan or reservation to eventually end up at this natural birthing center to, you know, bring on the baby in our natural way. We had candles and plants and crystals. And you were going to be able to eat food. Oh, and yeah, you're both. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, I'm so excited. I can postmates (laughs) anything I want. You guys, nothing went as planned. And that is truly the moral of this whole story of adulthood. Nothing's going as planned, but that's okay. So we get to the hospital now. Wait, you missed a good part, though. Oh, the cat. What? No, right? When she said, okay, you guys need to get to a hospital now. Right? We, we really had two choices. We yeah. were going to go over the hill to Cedar sinai which was 15 minutes away with no traffic, which never happens in L.A. Yeah. Right? So go, go closer, get there faster, right? You know you're going to be in pretty good hands. Or... Go all the way to Whittier Hospital. Whittier, California, everyone. Which was an hour from our house. Hour plus. So that our 
Midwife. Midwife. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Midwife has delivery rights there, right? So she comes in, she kind of runs the show. So it was go somewhere closer or go somewhere where we were comfortable with the people already. Sure. And I think that was, you know, for us, especially me, I hadn't spent much time in a hospital. I'm actually not someone who goes to a doctor very often. So I was a little traumatized by the idea of going to a big hospital like Cedars and (laughs) working with someone who I've never actually met who has really no invested interest in me. Whereas I knew if my midwife could help deliver Geo, that would make the most sense and make me feel more comfortable. Even if that meant going all the way out to Whittier, California, Whittier, California, which Which actually is a beautiful place. It sure is, but we'd never been there before. So that's what made it so shocking. I had never really been and we were on this road and I was nervous because this whole time she kind of just said like, make sure you could feel the baby moving. So I'm in the car and I was in my head the whole time. I remember how... Yeah, as anyone would be. You were literally on autopilot. Yep. Like I just go into robot mode. Yeah, like, you were take like, care of the get problem. us there safely. I was just hands on my belly, just trying so hardly, hard to... That's not a word. <laughs> trying right. so hard to, to feel him move. And he wasn't moving as much. And that made me very nervous. Yeah. So by the time we got checked into the hospital, we, the, we were the only ones in the maternity Yeah, it was almost, it was almost creepy. There was right? nobody there. Not one other woman delivering that night. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking the nurses when we were checking in, like, am I the only one here? And they said, yeah, you are the only one. So <laughs> it actually was kind of nice because we got a lot of hands on Oh, it was all care. hands on deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. It, it was a little weird, though, because our, our midwife, she just comes in from time to time. Right. So they already have a nursing staff that's already there. And now they've got to work together. Sure. That to dynamic sure that, was, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit fascinating. Weird. It was like being on a reality show. I kept looking at the nurses and the midwife and you could tell that there was just like a little bit of a disconnect. But I'm just like, I don't care what your history is. Get me out of here safely and yep. get my baby out. Yep. Oh, so the next few things were a little chaotic. You go yeah. ahead and share it. Okay, so yeah, so from that point, right, we had to get to the hospital so that they could get her and the baby on monitors. They did that, uh, and everything looked okay, but the labor really wasn't starting yet. And um, that's what they were, obviously they needed to get that moving. She had taken the castor oil, nothing had happened from that. Um, Her her womb, uterus, had ruptured. No, the water. Water, there you go. (laughs) The water had had broken, right, but just slightly. Yeah, not all the way all this fluid that had the baby's poop was still stuck in there. So they had to rupture with like a crochet hook basically. Yeah, pretty much. It was crazy. They just stuck it up there and just jammed it around until it broke. Yep. So they did that. Um, they put a tube in there to flush her out with, which what came out when they, when they jammed the hook up there Uh was gnarly apparently because I'm looking, no, I was laying there just like, I saw it. I know. And I saw your face. I saw my Mm -hmm. cousin's face and everyone looked like they had just seen a ghost. Just think of like a a green juice. Oh my God. Okay. So, okay. So then they put a tube in there and they're flushing her out with clean liquid or clean fluid. Um, I don't know exactly what it was to get things moving. Uh, and nothing really happened. So at that point, everybody was stable, but nothing was really going yet. Our midwife said things should start up here shortly. She was taking off for three hours or whatever. She said, I'll be back at this time and things should be moving by then. So from then, that's when it got really hard, especially from a partner's perspective, because I watched you lay there in agony for three hours, right? 
moaning and groaning and looking like almost like you were dying. I hate to say it. Like it was painful to watch. I knew you were going through it and all I could do was be there by your side and, and yeah, give you reassurance and hold your hand and, and I guess pet you, whatever you want to call it. You were literally right there. Yeah. Like as close as a human could be to another human. He was in the probably the most uncomfortable positions right there to the right of my face, holding me, like petting me. <laughs> I was flailing. I remember yeah. flailing. Oh, it was terrible. I, that was a pain I had never, ever imagined. Yep. I had a, I had this like blissful idea of what birth could be and would be. And it was all just ripped away in a moment's notice. The second that labor hit, I don't know if it was the combination of the castor oil or them rupturing my water, but everything just happened at once. And the pain went from zero to 100 real quick. 110. And the worst part was, so the nurses, they saw how, how much pain I was in and I hadn't gotten an epidural because I was pretty adamant that I still wanted to do this naturally. And, um... They all pretty much laughed at me. Yeah. Um, but I was going through it, going through it, trying to hang in there. The worst part was is that I wasn't dilating. Yeah. So that was the thing, right? So the midwife finally came back and you lay there for three hours in agony and they remeasured you and you were basically at the same exact measurement at two centimeters, I think, yeah. or one and a half. Yeah. So nothing had happened in that three or four hour span, whatever it was. Yeah. So from that point, right, I mean, you, you just couldn't have taken it much longer. I don't think anybody could have. Like, we're, we're just human. Yeah. You know? So we elected for the epidural. Yeah. Which was necessary at that point. Uh-huh. Um, you took that like a champ, right? And this is a girl who is scared out of her mind by any needle whatsoever. <laughs> oh, my god! Cries at the sight of a needle. If she thinks she's getting blood taken, oh. she's melting. <laughs> So you get the epidural. The guy does an amazing job. You take it really well. He really did because I had to sit there so still because I was still having the contractions. And I went from my whole entire body flailing to them saying, you cannot move right. and when we put this needle in And it's in not like back. it's five seconds. No, it's a process. Yeah, it's minutes. Yeah. And so I had my midwife literally holding my body down and Andrew holding the oxygen mask on my face. Yeah. And wow. I just kept telling myself, like, don't move. It doesn't matter how bad everything hurts. Just stay in this. Yep. We got to get this epidural to work. Yep. But once you got it, it worked. <laughs> the game changed. It worked. Yeah. So yeah. the epidural flipped the script. It was a totally different ball game at that point. She went from literally dying on the table to just chilling. Yeah. I could have a conversation. They were like, wow, your contractions are spiking and I wasn't feeling anything. Yep. So, okay. So we go through all that at that point. And then after the epidural, things move pretty rapidly. Um, our midwife was noticing that every time you contracted yeah. after the epidural, that Geo's heart rate was going down significantly. I know. Right. So yeah. once or twice happening, I don't think is a big deal, but she saw that happen four or five or six times in a row and it scared her. I know. So she watched it a few times and she said, if it keeps happening, we have to go into the C-section. Oh, you guys, when I heard that, it was like all my worlds just came crashing down. But at the same time, I don't even know if my face fully flinched. Maybe some tears came out, but I was just laying there thinking, okay, 
there was just like this acceptance that came over me from going from the girl who was like blissful pregnancy to bathtub, bathtub and candles. Food. And we were trying to figure out a playlist to play. And I was still trying to pick out a plant. You were literally like, what plant do we bring to the <laughs> birthing room? Like we were in complete la la land when yeah. they dropped C-section. Yeah. I like think I went numb. I think I, I don't know what I really felt other than, okay, there's no other, no other option at no. this point. Like I have to just go with the flow and trust that I'm in good hands. I think it's a little easier to accept too, when you know that this is your only option. Yeah. Right. There was nothing else that we could do to deliver a baby safely at that point. Yeah. So, um, that all happens really quick, right? They call it, they say, we're doing a C-section. It just is what it is. Um, and in the matter of, I don't know, 20 minutes max. A doctor right? walks in. You're dressed up. Yep. And you're wheeled into the, the C-section, uh, C-section, you the can cut OR. that, the C-section OR, um, to get things started. Right. So you go in there, they prep for like 10 minutes, whatever they make me sit outside. That was the most nerve wracking 10 minutes I've ever experienced. Really? Yes. I was wondering like what you were feeling. Scared. I was not there. Like I, yeah. that was the only time of the entire process that we were separated. And for that 10 minutes, I was wondering like, what is he doing? What is he thinking? Like, yeah, I probably tapped my feet a million times really? in that 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, you've been through so much already. I, I watched you in agony. Um, I had no idea what to expect going into the C-section. You kind of just, your mind's going a million miles an hour, right? You kind of think of the worst things that could happen. Um, and I just was praying for healthy delivery, healthy baby, and that you made it out safely and that we were all good. Yeah. Um, so they get into it. <sighs> the procedure's really quick. And I would say this going forward, uh, as weird as it sounds, it's kind of the way to do it. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you're saying that out loud. It is. <laughs> oh It's my so gosh. fast. It was very fast. It was scary fast. Like I remember they basically wheeled me in, put some drugs in me. And mm -hmm. next thing they know, next thing I know, they're asking me if I feel anything on my stomach. And I was just like, no. <laughs> and then they were at that point already cutting me open. Yep. Which is insane. Yep. We have a video of this. I do have the video. So I'm sitting back there on the other side of the curtain with you, like with your head, basically. The rest of your body's on the other side. And we've got the anesthesiologist right next to us. And before I go in, they prep me, like make sure I have my phone or whatever, which was, was pretty cool. I didn't expect that. No, that was nice of them. And they're doing the procedure. And right before they're ready to pull baby G out, the guy taps me and goes, okay, you ready? Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> my heart just sinks. <laughs> But of course I'm ready. Yeah. I stand up and take the video of the most magical thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my gosh. That moment for me, I didn't know what he was seeing. Yeah. Oh, you're crying. No, I'm not. I'm not crying. You're crying. Oh, <laughs> that moment uh, was so surreal because it, it kind of got quiet until we heard him cry. And what I remember hearing, because I was laying there, sorry, I'm so stuffed up. Um, I remember hearing them say, the cords wrapped around his neck. Yeah, but they, I think they knew that. They had the feeling that that's what okay. was going on, but I don't think they knew until they saw it. Right. And so I was like, okay, all I want to hear is a cry. Yep. And then the nurse goes, is it loose or is it tight? And then they go tight. And the next thing you know, they must've unwrapped it really quick. And then you heard him cry. And I looked at you at that point and that moment, 
oh my god yeah i was melted we both point. were just completely in an element that we've never my body yeah we've never experienced in our life no no but it's pretty epic right they pull them out and let me tell you something they are not gentle no when they pull your baby out you look I like know, a doll <laughs> yeah yeah um they, they pull them by out. the head they pull them out by the head they pull him up really quickly. He was covered in the green stuff. Yeah, covered in filthy yellowish green oh, liquid. Gosh. It was gross. Um, oh my gosh! But they almost hold him up like like Simba from The Lion King. Yeah, which is a pretty cool moment. Right? <laughs> you must that have point, loved that. He's wailing. He wailed maybe two or three times. Yeah. Um, and then they just get things moving really quickly. They take him over to the table. They weigh him. They clean him or whatever. Um, you cut the umbilical cord. Yeah, and they asked me to come over. This whole time, I still hasn't, haven't seen the child. No. I'm still laying no. there behind the Which train. Which is the weirdest like, thing. What is going on? Oh, wow. But I was I was so happy. I, I mean... Yeah, same. I felt, I felt like everything was okay. Yep. And that, to me, was something that we hadn't felt in a long time. Yep. That whole day was scary. Yeah, I, I, I like to say that I go off the energy, right? And so... Of course, you're thinking all these things when I'm in the room with you and I'm just feeding off what everybody else is saying and the way they look and all that. And nobody ever showed any signs of, of not feeling confident or didn't express anything yeah. like that. And so I, I really, from the, the time that I sat down in that room, I felt like we were in good hands and that everything was so okay. So did I. So did I. And I am, like I said, I'm not someone who turns to, you know, the medical field for many things. And for once, I felt like yeah. I couldn't have been more grateful for yeah, all of their assistance. Us. Yeah, I felt like they saved us. They saved yeah. me. They saved Geo. That there was like no other way around it. Mm-hmm. And I felt safe. Yeah. I almost didn't want to leave the hospital. We had such good nurses. Same. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the staff was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So... Gosh. Let's just talk about this for one second. Okay, I'm listening. They let me go over and cut the cord. They clean him up one quick time, and then they bring him over to you for the first oh skin gosh. to skin. I Tell me what that was it. like. Oh, it was so surreal. Um, he was so much cuter than I thought he was going to be, which was really exciting. Um, <laughs> I just, I just fell in love. Who did you think he looked like right away? Oh gosh, I, I think I said you. His eyes. Yeah. I think I was like, oh my gosh, he looks like you. You have the same eyes. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. (laughs) But he was massive. I was so shocked by how big he was. That part was so Yeah, that part was crazy. crazy. When they held him up after they pulled him out, I was like, how the hell did that fit in your body? Right. And how did he come out of that little slit they cut? Don't know. Dude, all of this is so surreal. The whole birthing experience, okay? Regardless of how it, it turns out for you is truly the most magical experience. Yeah, it's, it's hard to even put it into words. There was, uh, I've never experienced anything like it, and I, I would imagine you feel the same. Oh, no. And that changed it for us, for sure. Like We felt like such a unit after, yep, yep. and to have gone through something like that with your partner is like something, yeah, I can't even really put words. Yep. So... So that happened. So that happened. Um, I think a lot of people, or at least people that have been following our journey or my pregnancy, yep. they've been wondering like what the birth was like, you know, they were, they've been wondering how it all went down. And well, I, I know, feel like I just went through it a whole second time. Yeah. Me too. I like literally I could just see the whole thing in, in my hospital. head again. Yeah. Me too. That's so crazy. Yeah. I hope that we sort of gave that perspective because 
Yeah, it right. was so gnarly. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, we should really, at some point, if we feel comfortable, we should share some of that video. It, it's intense, but it's yeah. so cool. <laughs> and I didn't think I could watch the video of him coming out of me. And eventually I, I did. And yeah. I think it's magical. It definitely was. I think what was not maybe more magical, but definitely added to it was right after the operation, explain what happened because apparently it's not the most common thing in the world. Oh my gosh. They put me in the recovery room or us and for one and a half hours, he nursed right away, right away. So it that's, was like that's a not magnet common. to a human being. I guess not. Okay. When people said, so, oh gosh, I feel like we could do an entire episode on breastfeeding because it is so intense. <laughs> but um, I'll just, I'll just say this one thing. I, one thing that I really, really kind of like put into the universe during my pregnancy was I really hope that I'm able to breastfeed. My mom wasn't able to breastfeed. I've only really heard horror stories around me of people like having hard times with breastfeeding and the different like infections you can get and so on and so forth. And I just hope that that wasn't going to be my story. And in that recovery room, just moments after he was born, he latched. And he nursed for an hour and a half. Yeah, that was crazy. And then that entire like two to three days that we were at the hospital, we were just like, I, I, I was a nursing machine, which mm -hmm. nothing's changed. Nothing's changed, but I have learned so much, right? right. So much oh, yeah, because I, I think leading into it, we knew nothing. Yeah, we knew nothing at all, especially nothing. me. You, we didn't go you, through you had a lactation an consultant. We didn't have a doula. Everyone who wanted to like suggest certain like people to help us. We just said, no, it's intuitive. I kept saying, I'll be fine. I'll be yeah. fine. I just felt like I was going to be this like mother of the year, just come into the world and yeah. like be able to handle everything. Yeah. Yeah. You almost think like it's a right. 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 Like it's going to be super simple. There's nothing to it. That's just oh, what you do. So wrong. Definitely hasn't turned out to be that. No. So yeah. many lessons, so many learning curves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, <sighs> It's been a lot. It, it was <laughs> yeah. a lot. It wasn't, you know, it was not the plan we had in mind, mm -hmm. but all plans out. We've got someone who now is, you know, left his job or resigned. We're embarking on this whole new journey together and um, we're elevating our relationship a lot. I would say, I think we Are could we? talk. I think we could talk a lot about relationships and the different trials and tribulations we've been through. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, whatever label you want to put on it, we're eight years into the game now. Yeah, exactly. Whatever label you want to put on it, because I know a lot of people look at us and think we're kind of unconventional or non-traditional, but you know what? This whole thing has really worked for us. Yep. So anyone out there who's taking a different approach or, you know, in this new chapter of life and embarking on parenting or, I mean, there's so much that we can go into. I know he comes from a finance background. I come from a, from a background of just wanting to make a lot of finances <laughs> and then okay. make them work for me. Um, I want to dive into all of it. All of it. Yeah, same. Same. I think just, just going from... You know, we'll touch on the parenting thing for sure, but looking at that in terms of what you might expect going into it versus what's a reality yeah. when you actually get into it yeah, is pretty nuts, right? And I can't wait to share some of the things that we've been through and bring in some guests uh, who also have some really cool things to share. Yeah, because we need some experts in our life, but also we're learning 
from oh, our own experiences. Yeah, on the go, for sure. So we're happy to share everything that we've learned and, and what we're taking away from it. I mean, we're just a few weeks in, but there is so much that has happened. Oh my gosh, so much. We haven't even talked about his hospital experience no, after the fact. We can save that for oh, anyways. maybe a rainy day. Yeah, so I... Um, I think that's a good way to wrap this birth story up. And, um, yeah, I hope that you guys kind of take something away from that and just know if you're pregnant or, you know, you're trying to make your birth plan, take it all with a grain of salt and don't hang on to it too much. Because I know that even though I said whatever happens, happens, I, I really meant that I'm having a natural birth in a birthing center. And that was not... What happened? Yep. Yeah, you have to be okay with switching things up. You got to be able to adjust, um, or it's going to be way, way tougher than what it needs to be. Don't you think that that's like sort of a the moral of of adulting, just yeah, being able bit. to pivot? Yeah. You know, because yep. that's what's happening right now. There's a lot of pivots happening in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can plan all you want, right? And planning is great because if you don't plan, you know, you have no idea where you're going. Um. But you definitely have to be able to pivot and adjust because that's just what life does to you. Yeah. It'll right? take you. There's no for straight line anywhere. No, it's a ride for sure. So, wow, our first episode in the can. And I, you know what? We're going to have a much like a more dynamic and interesting format for episodes moving forward. But I think we wanted to roll into this really just being free flowing and, you know, having our first like real conversation and sharing something that's so, so, so personal. Yeah. It's kind of special to do it this way, but I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I just hope that people get to like take something away from this. I, I know I keep saying that, but I think it's just because I did not see it coming and I'm okay with that. And what my birth story is now and like what the whole experience was, is beautiful. And I did not think if you would have told me, you know, months back that this could happen to you, will you be okay with it? I'd probably say no. And right now I couldn't be more grateful. We have a beautiful, healthy baby boy. I'm healthy and happy. I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. A little. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And having, um, you know, some moments here and there, but for the most part, it all happened the way it should have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great, babe. This this is awesome. Oh, my gosh. How do we end our show? Well, this is our first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday. We'll be here chatting all about all kinds of adulthood stuff. I mean, we're going to bring on a lactation consultant, hopefully a sleep trainer, because we would really like to get a little more advice on that. Yeah, we can use that. Talking about, you know, money, talking about how about postpartum? How about that? How about sex? Yeah, we could talk about that too. I, I don't. I don't even know of the thing. <laughs> what is sex? What is sex? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk oh about uh, personal finance. Yeah, really exciting. No, we've got a food. Lot. Yes, fitness. Yes. Yep. I uh, haven't done that in a minute. Is- we'll talk about uh, relationships and, yeah. and being a good partner and what that means. Um, How we got this far. Yeah, it's That's a feat in its own. It's tough to do it these days. Yeah, but I'm proud of us. Me too. Look at us now. Me too. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday starting November 12th. We'll be here chatting about life and adulthood. But what we really need you to do is to slide into our DMs. Slide in there. Slide in. That's how Andrew met me. (laughs) 
<laughs> is it? Yeah, oh, you it was Craigslist. In. No, that's your story. <laughs> I don't think it's funny anymore. No one even knows what Craigslist is. No, it's still a thing. All right, whatever. Slide into our DMs and drop us a comment about what you want to hear us talk about because there's a lot that goes into adulting and we want to give you the tips and tricks to get through it seamlessly because God only knows we're trying to do our best over here. Absolutely. If we don't have the answers, hopefully we can bring someone in that does. That's the plan. But you know what? So much for plans, right? <laughs> All right. See you guys on the next episode. See Thanks you guys. For listening. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>